So hi everybody, welcome to the first uh, Pharmacy Magazine COVID-19 podcast. Uh, my name is Richard Thomas, I'm the editor of Pharmacy Magazine and joining me uh, are the other editors of the Communications International Group Pharmacy Titles and Introductions in a minute. Um, not only is this the first time that we've done a pod as a group, uh, but we're all scattered across London in the south, uh, we're all working remotely. So anything could happen, uh, we're reliant on the technology. This is a bit of an experiment, but, but let's see how we go. So let me introduce my fellow editors. We have Rob Darricott, the editor of P3 Pharmacy. Uh, welcome, Rob. How are you? Morning, Richard. I'm very well. Uh, just for those listening, I'm midway between Basingstoke and Winchester in Hampshire. And uh, how's your week been, Rob? Um, in fact, let me ask you to perhaps describe your week in, in three words. My week has been uh, busy. We have an issue uh, that we've been putting together. Uh, my week has been uh, online. I've been following what people have been doing. Uh, and my week has been admiring very much of, of the kind of stories that we've been uh, reading and collecting. So I'm sure we'll talk a bit, a bit more about that on the podcast. Brilliant. So I, I think that's uh, busy, online and admiration, I think would be Rob's three words there. Um, also joining us, we have Neil Trainers, the, the editor of Independent Community Pharmacist. How are you, Neil? I'm very well, Richard. Yeah, very good. I'm up in sunny Barnet at the moment. Is it sunny? Have you seen the sun this week? Yeah. <laughs> very sunny, very inspiring. Very inspiring. <laughs> How's your week been? Um, what three words would you describe, uh, use to describe your week, Neil? Well, I'd have to use the word busy as well. I think it's been extremely busy. Um, I, I think uh, just looking at the uh, how the pharmacies have been getting on with this uh, crisis, is, I think it's been inspiring to, to watch them in action. Um, and uh, extremely motivating as well. I think um, I think they're proving that uh, anything can be achieved, um, even against all the odds. I think. Yeah. Really busy, inspiring, and motivating. Um, we'd all agree with that. And uh, finally, joining us, we have Arthur. Uh, Arthur Walsh is the deputy editor of Pharmacy Magazine, but more importantly, this week, uh, the editor of Pharmacy Network News, which is our, our daily. Uh, online news service. So, busy week for you, Arthur. Um, where are you and what's it been like? Indeed, yeah, I'm in Stepney Green, East London. Uh, in terms of my week, I'm going to nick the word busy off these two chaps. I've never known a new cycle like it. I'm just trying to keep up with um, with, uh, with things as they crop up. Uh, I'd add the word surreal as well, just in terms of uh, being, being at home and working from home and not really and leaving the house as minimally as possible is quite a strange experience very necessary but um definitely an adjustment yeah no same here and i'm talking to you from from lists in hampshire it's not too far away from rob actually um agree with all of that very surreal my three words would be uh, internet down help because uh, we'd be so reliant on technology and actually uh, thanks to our, our big technology support team, Sam, uh, it's worked, it worked pretty well. Uh, and we're still here, which is good. Um, so the idea of the, the pod is to um, pull apart the bones of the past week, really, and, and, and work through some of the issues in terms of, of pharmacy and the COVID-19 crisis. Um, it's been a, 
a week of very fast-moving developments. As you've said, Arthur, you know, we've entered lockdown and the pressures are ramping up on, on pharmacies all of the time. And we've had our, our fair share of, of, of triumphs and disasters to report and, and mishaps and mayhem as well. So, Rob, um, let me start with you. Who uh, or what do you think has had a bad week uh, as far as pharmacy and the COVID crisis is concerned? Well, I'll tell you what. My, I mean, I think that the, the week didn't start great, did it? So my, my bad week nomination goes to Robert Jenrick, uh, the Communities and Local Government Secretary. He gets his moment in the sun on Sunday afternoon because the Prime Minister's off, so he's on the press conference. And he stands up and he announced uh, something for which clearly there's been very little thought about implementation. So 1.5 million people are going to be shielded at home. They're going to have all sorts of stuff delivered to them. And then two days later, we get the call for volunteers. The whole thing was completely crazy. Um, no plan. Uh, the plan had to be put together very quickly. And we know what the impact of that was on community pharmacy teams. You know, extra calls, extra work, uh, extra stress. And I think as we reach the end of the week, I'm not sure we're any the wiser as to what the plan is. Clearly, it's kind of coming together. But, you know, classic example of how not to do something. So he's my nomination for bad week. I don't want to see him again. <laughs> yes, yeah, all right, Rob. I, 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 the phones have been ringing nonstop. It, it's such an unnecessary pressure that was avoidable, uh, unfortunately. And, and Francis have actually paid quite a big price for it. Um, Neil, uh, you write for independent Francis, obviously. Um, as far as the independent view is concerned, uh, who's had a bad week? Well, I, I, it's hard to top uh, um, Rob's suggestion. I think uh, uh, you're, you're going to go some some way to, to top that. But I, I, maybe you might find this a bit unfair. But I, I'm I'm going to say uh, maybe bad is a strong, too strong a word. But um, Matt Hancock, I, I don't think he's covered himself in glory. Um, particularly when you uh, look at some of the comments from community pharmacists across the UK. Some of them uh, don't have protective equipment to deal with this virus. Some of them do. Um, some of them are unsure exactly whether the, when and where they should be wearing the, this, this equipment. Where, is it all of the time? Is it only when there are symptoms being shown by patients? Um, bearing in mind this, this virus is asymptomatic. So it's hard for pharmacists uh, to even know you know, where, where exactly is there a consistency here, you know, with, with, in terms of the guidelines? So I, I just think that pharmacists have been left a little bit high and dry in terms of, you know, their well-being, their health and well-being, and also, and also, you know, trying to sort of curb the spread of this virus. Getting, stopping patients coming to the pharmacies, I think that's another issue. But in terms of actually protecting, shielding them, I, I don't think Matt Hancock has done pharmacies um, a, a great service there. But some people might find that a little bit, bit harsh, but... um. That's my suggestion. Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, the, the, the personal protection equipment is becoming, uh, it is, always was a big issue. I think it's going to become an even bigger issue. But maybe play devil's advocate, Neil. Um, Matt Hancock's obviously got a lot on his plate, um, you know, spearheading the, the, the government's effort with this. Um, perhaps pharmacy comes a little bit down his list, understandably. Would you like to see more from Joe Churchill, the pharmacy minister? Yes, yeah, yeah. She's been uh, rather um, quiet, I think. I don't think she's um, uh, pushed out too many boats for pharmacy here. And, and um, yeah, possibly, yeah. I think she, she could have certainly, uh, um, as you say, Matt Hancock has got uh, 
the NHS to sort of um, consider. It's obviously a huge, um, much, but pharmacy is only part of that. So I think, yes, I think this Churchill could have certainly uh, given Matt Hancock a nudge and, and um, enlightened him on a, on a few things. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Indeed, the hashtag with Joe. Um, Arthur, think, you, sorry, Rob. I think if, if the plan is to just use Matt Hancock to consult health issues, and I think that's kind of fine because I guess the challenge would be if you have 40 different ministers talking all at once, then that becomes, the, you know, the message can get a little bit diluted. I Just to add to what Neil's just said, though, I think there's another point here for me about the PPE, which is it's not so much, well, it is so much about whether you're protected or not, but it's whether you feel protected. And, and you, know, the, you know, what pharmacy staff are facing are people who are coming in who might or might not be carry, carriers of this. And so you need to feel that you, you've got some kind of protection, uh, as well as having some protection. And I think that the perception and the feelings of staff are being missed completely in this. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Rob. Um, moving to you, Arthur, you've been at the sharp end of our, our news coverage this week on, on Fancy Network News across across all the issues and all the developments. Um, who do you think's had a bad week? Who's had a bad week? Um, bad week. I don't think I'm inclined to be too damning over, but uh, I did feel for, what was her name, that woman, Professor Sharon Peacock from Public Health England. Oh, yeah. Made some comment at a select committee hearing about, oh, yeah, tests might be available in boots, and then that just exploded. Uh, I mean, select committee hearings are usually sort of buried in the recesses and, of whatever website and they don't tend to get picked up so I thought that was unfortunate and I did feel for that obviously added to the pressure that pharmacists are are, are experiencing because it, it drove even more customers to, to pharmacies apparently saying where's where's this test where can I get it yeah I mean we've seen it with deliveries haven't we we've seen it with the availability or not of COVID-19 tests you know words are, are really important and sometimes yeah where there's a disconnect between policy and communication it results in enormous problems for, for our, our, our readers on the ground um bad week for me um I think it's been a bad week for the system and I'm going to call it the blob and by that I don't just mean the kind of common com, uh, communications and policy failures at the very top, and there have been a, a number of those surrounding funding, deliveries, COVID-19 tests, like we've said, PPE. Um, but I think events to me really expose the, the fragility of the ecosystem that, that pharmacy operates in. Um, and when things start to, to topple over, it's pharmacy that bears the brunt. And for example, you've got GPs hidden away now, safely hidden away, doing remote consultations. Uh, fair enough, I understand the need to, to limit exposure, um, but you've got prescribing antibiotics over the phone, for instance, uh, uh, to people with coughs. Uh, that's part of their protocols, I understand, locally. Where do these people with coughs go? Straight into community pharmacy, straight into unprotected community pharmacy. And what other part of the system? Wholesalers working extremely hard, of course, to, to maintain supplies. I understand that. But we're still getting stories about quibbles, about quotas, reluctance to extend credit lines, things like that. Where else in the system? You've got CCG pharmacists ringing community pharmacies at now, of all times, about branded generics. You've got medicine shortages, all kinds of things. The system, uh, 
has been shown to be what it is, uh, very flawed. Uh, and I think if we get through this, um, and if everybody gets through this, more or less in one piece, then I think we have to look at the system and find place within it. And I think it completes a completely, a complete rethink uh, and a complete re-evaluation uh, of pharmacies' place in primary care in the system. They've been shown to be doing such a valuable, vital job for the nation um, that they need support. The system at the moment isn't working. So for me, bad week for the system. Um, so unless I've depressed everybody, there must have been some positive stuff going on as well. Um, so what about good weeks? Um, Rob, who's had a good week? As far as pharmacy well, do, you know what, do you know what, Richard? I've been enjoying the Community Pharmacy Scotland nightly YouTube videos um, for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, that they happen. Uh, but I have to say, you know, Harry McQuillan and Matt Barclay are, I mean, watch out Scottish television because there's a couple of fellas there who could give you a bit of run for your money. They're gay. <laughs> They are honest, you know, no news is better than and I think also, and I mean this in a very nice way, they're extremely homely. It's a very natural thing, uh, it comes across extremely naturally and I think it's a, you know, I think it's a must watch, you know, little and often. Uh, and I think there's a real, there's a, they've done a real, really great job there every night. It's only six, seven, eight minutes, something like that. But you get up to date if they're very honest, if they can't say, if, they, if something hasn't happened or there's been a delay in something, they tell you, you know, top job, top job. Yeah, well done, Scotland. Communication's been absolutely great, actually, uh, and have been received well by contractors up there, I understand. So, yeah, well done, Harry and the gang. Uh, Neil, good week. You had a good week as far as you're concerned. Well, yeah, I agree. Terrific, uh, uh, Scotland. Yeah, absolutely marvellous. But for me, um, I, I'm going to go for the GPHC, really. I think Duncan Rudkin, um, has, uh, I think they've, they've shown themselves as the regulator to, 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 to be really supportive of, uh, of pharmacy during what, you know, what's been a, probably the most difficult last couple of weeks, um, uh, last few weeks that pharmacies probably ever encountered. I mean, uh, you know, I think over the years... The GPHC has been viewed with a degree of suspicion as the regulator. They haven't been particularly popular. I don't suppose a regulatory body should be popular, should they really? But, um, you know, over the years, I think that's, there has been that suspicion. But this week, particularly this week, I think um, they've shown that they really are there for pharmacists, to help pharmacists deal with this uh, appalling situation. And um, and they're really throwing their support behind pharmacies. And, I, and I'd, I'd applaud Duncan Rudkin and the GPHC for really. Yeah, they have been very quick with the communications, haven't they? You know, yeah. as soon as uh, uh, it looked like a, a piece of the pharmacist team, a pharmacy team was becoming an issue, then um, Duncan Rudkin came out straight away with a statement. Um, yeah. uh, looking to, to regulate, you know, as flexibly as they can within the confines of the law and the confines of the situation. And yeah, I think, I, they're guiding. I think that's the key, isn't it? They've given pharmacies um, that flexibility. To sort of, uh, you know, they've, they've kind of waived their, their their kind of stringent rules for for the minute, and they've said, look, okay, we know what you're going through here. Let's be a little bit flexible with the opening hours, with uh, some of the the way that you have to perform as a pharmacist. Let's, you know, as long as you're doing things competently, we're there to support you. So I think the flexibility they've shown is, has been has to be applauded. I think, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that, Neil. Um, Arthur, who's had a good week for you? Um, well, it probably hasn't felt like a good week, but I'm going to say pharmacy teams have just done an incredible job in really brutal circumstances and seem to have faced a lot of abuse from the public, which is really unfortunate. I mean, I, I'm hoping that most people who come in are patient and so on, but you do hear of instances of, of abuse, aggression, I think even violence in some circumstances, which is really not acceptable. I'd probably add supermarket staff to that as well, because I think they're facing a lot of the same issues. And um, sort of upending ideas about sort of who uh, who is a high-value worker that seemed very ingrained just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, our farm teams have been nothing short of heroic, uh, for what I can see, under, under truly unique and difficult circumstances. Um, What's been a good week for me? I tell you, uh, uh, what's been a good week for me, and that's um, and that's my faith in humanity. How about that? Um, because it was taking a little bit of a knock, actually, earlier on in the week, because we'd had a lot of coverage about these COVID idiots, you know, not distancing properly, very upsetting the the abuse and the threatening behaviour and the violence that had been meted out to uh, to community pharmacy teams. I mean, that was was genuinely shocking to me. I didn't think we'd ever see that situation. Um, I was I was shocked and, and upset by it and thinking, well, it, this is bringing out the worst in people. Um, but then, you know, you start to be aware of all these kind of small acts of kindness that are happening, you know, in, in your local communities. Then you see, what is it, half a million people now signed up, over half a million people have signed up to the, the National Volunteer Scheme. And actually, I tell you what did it for me. And I, I don't know about you guys. I that clap for the NHS at eight o'clock last night, I thought was was utterly remarkable. And we kind of ventured out of our house slightly nervously, wondering what was going on. And everybody was clapping, everybody was shouting. And I found it genuinely uh, emotional. And I think what a, what a tribute to the NHS. And, and and we're all showing that we care for them, and because they're caring for us at this time. And I thought, well. If we still got that ability to care, um, then that's that's a good week for my faith in humanity. So, guys, it's been restored, uh, which is good. I'm in a good place. Um, so we're going to wrap up shortly now. But I think before we do, what can we expect to see uh, happen in the coming week? What should should our readers and listeners to this podcast be, be looking out for? And, in fact, um, also maybe, Rob, what needs to happen, you know, as soon as possible? Uh, well, I think it goes without saying, so perhaps we should talk about it, that um, I think up and down the country, whichever part of the UK you're working in, I think you want some answers about the cash flow situation uh, as wholesale bills arrive at the end, end of the month. Um, and, I'm, you know, I an appreciation of exactly how acute that might be. Uh, you know, we've all, I'm sure, picked up comments from the, the kind of people uh, that speak to us and have made the time very generously to keep us in touch with stuff this last week and we know that there are there's increasing concern that we haven't heard anything sensible and you know with with government sort of throwing billions around um this has got to be fixable hasn't it so i'd like to see something happen on that uh, genuinely the, the other thing I'd, I'd like to see is i'd like to see uh, a little bit of slightly calmer stuff out there we're starting to pick one or two things up that it's getting a little bit easier 
out there because clearly the, the, the kind of pressure that the teams have been under for the last two weeks is unsustainable in the short term uh, and certainly is unsustainable in, in any of the longer term. And I, I just hope that after people have maybe had a chance to grab a bit of a break this weekend, that when they come back on Monday, uh, they see things a little bit calmer out there. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Um, Neil, what have you seen anything in the last week that's kind of gives you hope for next week? And have you seen anything out there that's inspired you and, and like positivity that you can bring to the party here? Well, it's 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 been uh, uh, one of the most grueling weeks in uh, in the history of pharmacy, probably. And I don't think that's an, an overstatement. I mean, I, I just touch on on Robin and, and and what he was saying about the funding, and, and I would just as a sort of uh, extension to that, I would I would say that in the last week or two, we have seen certain uh, factions or individuals perhaps perhaps taking advantage of this pandemic and uh, exploiting it in a, in a not too um, uh, decent way. In, in terms of you know, you hear stories of locums, uh, locum agencies, perhaps some some locum agencies allegedly you know uh, you know increasing the, um, the rates uh, for locums uh, significantly, uh, and that's just going kind to of a huge financial burden on these pharmacies. Um, and you even hear stories of some allegedly some wholesalers, um, you know, increasing the price for some of the some of the you know some of the, the, the drugs. Uh, I think there was a respiratory drug, a, a really important drug that was suddenly had gone up um, tenfold in price. And I think I'd like to see the CMA perhaps um, get move into action a bit more to sort of crack down on this. Maybe they're not aware of some of these stories. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that some of the locum agencies will just take this into perspective, put it into perspective, and think, you know. Hang on a minute. You know, pharmacies are on their knees. Some of them, they need help, um, and if their staff are off sick because of this virus, they need to get locums in. They don't want to be charged, you know, ten, twenty times the the hourly rate. Um, so I'd like to see a bit of common sense, really. Uh, um, people perhaps not trying to exploit this situation, but let's work together. And I think that's. Uh, I'd like. I'm hopeful over the next week or over the coming weeks that that, that might be addressed. Very good, Nick. Gosh, if that was you being positive, I'd hate, I'd hate to say what you like. <laughs> you're making a very serious point. I mean, there's, there's, prof, there's profiteering uh, that is going on in small, small parts of the sector uh, and the supply chain, admittedly, but it is clearly, clearly unacceptable. And, you know, we've said before, if, you, if you're thinking this is an opportunity to make a quick buck, don't do it. Do the right thing, everybody. Um, Arthur, what would you look out for next week? Uh, well, the risk is so twee. I would say spring is sort of making an appearance belatedly, and that's always sort of a, a hopeful time. You would hope sort of us and the public would maybe chill out a bit and accept that this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint, which would then lead to less pressure on, on you, our readers, uh, hopefully. I would also say that there seems to be movement on testing for key workers. Um, the timelines still seem a little bit fuzzy, but it seems like we can expect something to, to materialise over the next... I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put a time frame on it because I think PHE is sort of has, has not committed to anything, but it seems like we can expect something in the near future. That's great. Thanks, Arthur. I, I think we'll, uh, we'd better wrap up there. Um, so thank you guys uh, for taking part in that. That's our first podcast. Um, please give us your feedback, uh, everybody, not only on, on the pod, uh, but all our coverage. Um, tell us what you want. Tell us what you need. 
tell us what you're getting too much of and we'll, we'll try and target our, our coverage accordingly. We know um, how much information that you're receiving at the moment, how busy you are, so we'll try and be as targeted as we can with our communications. And you can give your feedback via our websites or, or following us on social media. Um, a reminder that probably the best way uh, to keep across the news uh, would be to download the Pharmacy Network News app if you haven't already uh, and to sign up to the Pharmacy Magazine uh, newsletter, uh, which is going out daily at the moment. App Store and Android. Thank you very much, Arthur. Yes, very good. Um, and uh, we have also produced a range of uh, COVID-19 warning posters and pull-ups, and we're even looking at, uh, at producing some kind of floor mats uh, just to help you get those important messages across uh, to your patients and your customers out there. And details of all of that uh, is on our websites. If you need anything, please get in touch uh, either using uh, the addresses on our websites or contact us directly uh, via social media. Um, I think that's it. We've got a busy day of reporting ahead of us. Thank you guys for taking part in this podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. And we will be back in touch with you um, very soon. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Cheers. Cheers.